Hey guys, welcome to the second ever One Syrian Podcast, Pretty Daisy. Uh, we're so happy to see you guys are listening. My name is Nithlin Kumran, and I'm one of today's co-hosts for Pretty Daisy with One Syrian Podcast. Akash, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Akash. I'm a co-host at the One Syrian Podcast. We basically discuss stories of South Asians and Daisies all over the world, issues that they face, and we try to uplift our community as best as we can. Uh, hi, my name is Siddharth. I'm also a co-host here and part of One Syrian. I'm excited because this is my first time on the podcast, and I know that there's so many things to talk about today. So since today's episode is a lot about culture, let's start with where we are all from. Uh, personally, uh, my family's from uh, Puducherry, and we speak Tamil there. And I don't know what kind of career I want, and I also want to go to IIT Kanpur. Sid, what about you? Yeah, so my family's from Kerala. We speak Malayalam, and I'm undecided right now. I don't know what career I want to go into right now. Um, my family is from all over India. My mom's side is from the up north, like Pune area, and my dad's side all the way down in Tamil Nadu. So uh, we usually speak Hindi. Um, career, I'm gonna go into IT. I've already decided that. Uh, I've always been interested in computers, so yeah, IT is for me. And college, probably MIT. MIT has a very good um computer science program, and that's where I'd want to go. Yeah, that, that's cool. Uh. Right, so as you guys can see, we're all from Daisy Roots, and we all want careers in medicine or engineering. We also want, we all want top-level colleges. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because uh, Daisy is dropping out is kind of unheard of, and as well as low scores. Normally, if you think of an Indian kid, he stereotypically has like high scores, does well in all his classes. But people need to understand that all this pressure and restricting of careers also has bad effects. Daisies are stereotyped just like the smart kid like Ravi from Jess- from Jesse. The pressure behind the success in school isn't really shown. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, there's a pattern in a bunch of Daisy lifestyles that I have personally gone through where you go to school, you come home, homework, and then you're probably gonna have another class I have to take that day, class or two, and then you go out, you like eat or whatever. And then either you go back and do a little more homework or you go to bed. And that's just the cycle that everyone has to go to. Because according to Daisy's, you have to grow up to get a good stable job, a good paying job. That and it doesn't even have to be something you love. It just has to be something that brings in the, the dough. You have to bring in money. And yeah, you also have pressures to get top scores, A plus as uh, you want to get the best that you can, which obviously everyone wants to do. But like in the AC culture, you, it's just more pressure to have a higher score and to get a better score on like standardized tests or just regular tests in general. And yeah, um, restriction and pressure might do harm to kids because in India, the suicide rate is the highest from college students. Uh, so that just shows that in India, at least, there's a lot of pressure. And here too, there's pressure that the schools might not put on you, but your parents will. And yeah, uh, just having a higher amount of restriction, like you have to go into this certain field or pressure that you have to do good will harm kids in a tremendous way. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I was reading up on this actually and found that even though Daisy students get top scores and are stereotyped as a smart kid, Indian students have one of the highest suicide rates worldwide. Just like you said, uh, every hour a student takes his or own life. 
which is, which I find really crazy. Yeah, and as you're reading a lot of these news stories, the stories are really painful to read. Many start with a student forced into a field they're not interested in, and then they usually results in them getting really pressured to do well in exams, like the medical exam if they're going into the medical field or like NET. And then the pressure gets unbearable and they eventually end up taking their own lives. Okay, and these stories, they're just becoming too common because like every day you can go on Indian news and you'll find 10 kids that have taken their life over school and stuff, which that's just really sad because they're college kids. They just have too much pressure on them where they can't do anything to like increase their dopamine levels just to make them happier and have them motivated. They're just pressured to keep studying and studying and studying just to get into that certain job, into that certain field, just so they can bring in money, which they may not even like the field. Because I know a lot of Indians that don't like engineering. They don't like medicine. I, I'm one of those. I don't personally like medicine. But uh, then again, I'm on the engineering side and computer science, as I said before. But yeah, I know kids that don't earn either side. They're like actors and they're like amazing at it. But it's just that they have so much pressure to go into the engineering field or the medicine field where they can't do anything else. And uh, yeah, there's just too much focus putting on how kids do in school and more on how they feel. There should be more on how they're feeling, but there's not enough. And that's just like a really dangerous mindset that people will get into. Because once you get into the habit of not doing anything else except studying and studying, it just gets really dangerous because that'll decrease your social life, decrease uh, your social anxiety and all that. But it'll also just increase how much pressure you have on yourself and how much pressure you put on yourself. Because obviously the pressure starts from the parents or like the school system, but eventually it comes down to the personal level where the kid is putting the pressure on himself just because, you know, he wants to make his parents proud. And kids honestly can't be doing that. They have to learn when to take breaks, when to like make friends, go hang out with friends. But kids in India, kids in college even aren't even doing that. And that's just really sad. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I think we're kind of lucky that the stereotypes of Daisies, uh, mostly South Asians, is positive, such as smart, intelligent, uh, etc. And I feel like that stereotype kind of contrasts with the black community because they're usually labeled as thugs, druggies, and danger to the white men. So to a level, I kind of feel lucky that we are labeled, we, are, we have that positive stereotype and we're not at the bottom of it, like black people, if that makes sense. But it gets kind of frustrating uh, when people ask me, you're Indian, why aren't you good at this? Personally, I suck at microeconomics. And so it get, it's hard, but like when people ask me, oh, why aren't you good at microeconomics? I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm just not good at it. Yeah, so yeah, media needs to stop portraying Daisies as just the smart kids because it can have really bad effects. And an important thing to notice is that even in little kids' movies, like, generally if there's a smart kid he's normally indian and being exposed to these types of stereotypes in society at such a young age can have some effects on their brain and like how they feel like later on in their life mm -hmm. like going back to what nislin said ravi he's the indian kid so he's expected to be smartest and if you go to their sequel show bunked He's not athletic, but he's smart. Like, he's smart in what he does. He knows any question or almost any question that he gets asked, but he's not athletic. And that's just wrong because there are so many athletic Indians. Like, if you look at the Indian cricket team, for example, everyone on the team is so athletic. Why can't Indians be stereotyped as athletic? Because the stereotypes are there that they're smart. And that's just, like, really sad that 
Indians aren't labeled as being athletic. That's more like for the white man job to do. We're the smart people. We're the one that actually innovate and stuff. And that's not always true. I do agree. We did get the good end of the straw, but still, that's not always true. Indians should be able to be athletic if they want to and shouldn't have this much pressure. And yeah, it's going back. Roddy, he gets bullied so much in the show just because he's Indian and because he's quote-unquote smart. And it's just sad because obviously nerds uh, do get bullied by other people. But that's not what Indians should be. We shouldn't be the race that gets bullied all the time. We should be the race that can do whatever they want. Like, any race should be. All races should have, like, the ability to do anything. Because all races can do any anything. And it's just really sad how the Indian media, or just media in general, portrays the Indian race and the culture. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I mean, even in Indian leads written by Indians, like uh, Mindy Kaling, a Tamil Indian American show, Never Have I Ever, the leads in love with a white guy. Yeah, like why can't we have normal representation in media without being labeled? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. Indians don't have a normal representation. Again, we're always the smart guys. We're always the ones that are in the library. We're always the ones that don't have many friends. And it is true. Why can't we just be a normal person? These stereotypes are actually getting out of hand because there are people that feel like they should fit this stereotype or else they're not Indian. And that's obviously not true because Indians can come in any shape, race, not any race. Indians can come in any shape or size, and it's not that all Indians are smart. Not all Indians have not many friends. Not all Indians spend all their time in the library. Like, there are some that spend their time in the gym, some in classrooms, but doing something fun, doing something that they want to do. And it's not always just studying, studying, studying. Yeah, and the problem about this stereotype, especially for the people who are branded as the stereotypes, is... Sometimes it stops people from asking for help. For example, if you're an Indian person and let's say you once tried to ask for help from another classmate and they just laugh at you saying like, you're Indian, you should know I'm not going to help you. You should be the person helping me. And this stops them. It makes them get bullied, first of all, and it also puts lots of internal pressure onto the student. And this stereotype makes people feel like there's nobody to talk to and feel alone. South Asians are more than just a bubble of success. It makes them think that they shouldn't need support and creates a lot of other problems, anxiety, and even more mental health issues. Yeah, so one of my friends has personally experienced this. I don't want to get into his name and stuff, but he's like high. He does like triple or quadruple advanced math and stuff. But whenever he feels stuck, he, he, he'll come and tell me he can't talk to anyone for help because he's Indian. And he's supposed to know the stuff before he takes the class, which then that just doesn't make sense. What's the class for if he should already know the stuff? But anyway, um, whenever he goes to f- ask for help, it's always to another Indian or another South Asian. And because Indians feel like they can't ask white people for help. They can't ask black people for help. They can't ask Hispanics for help because they're supposed to know it all. And yeah, and then obviously society, Indian society, it makes them that they shouldn't even need help. They should know the answer. If they don't know the answer, they should go find the answer. And obviously, whenever you find an answer, you're going to have some help somewhere, whether it be through a book or a website. There's obviously someone else writing that, so they're technically helping you. But the Indian media makes it feel like you can't ask anyone for help. You have to do the digging yourself. You have to find the answer yourself. And yeah, it just creates a lot of problems for people. 
Yeah, and all this pressure led to him being performing really... He didn't perform that well in the class, and his parents get mad because he did bad. And, yeah, his classmates bullying him because they did better, and they had the opportunity to get help, even though they're not Indian. It's just like a domino effect. I mean, yeah, see, even in this story, we assume that the Indian kid would be an AP calc, and and that he didn't already have a G, uh, girlfriend. So even though we are Daisy, we're stereotyping ourselves. It's that much ingrained into our minds. Yeah, it's going back to what I was saying earlier. The Indian media, it starts off young that you have to be smart at this. You have to be good at this, right? But then as you grow older, you start developing that same mindset where I have to be good. I have to be smart. I have to study. My grades can't slip and all that stuff, which like, and at this point in our lives, it's that ingrained that whenever we think of an Indian kid, we will think of someone that's smarter, that's not to say lonely, but like doesn't have a girlfriend or isn't in a, like a meaningful relationship. And they're just in the library or in their house, in their dorm room, whatever, just studying and making sure that they have good grades, not really going outside to party or all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so, like, people think of Indians as top performers in schools and one of the highest salaries in the U.S. And, for example, like, every day you see on the news, like, if they're talking to, like, a big CEO of a company... Most of the times, it's someone Indian. Like major CEOs like Google, Microsoft, Adobe, MasterCard, they're all Indian. Yeah, even huh. the, the dude on our podcast art is Indian. His name's uh, Sundar Pichai. And it's, a, it's just like an empty setup for success. Uh, other pressures are also piled on top of these, which makes it even harder to address these big problems. So it's about halfway through this podcast, and this is usually the time when we'd run an ad, but we still don't have one. Remember to visit Surian.org, S as in Shiva Shankara, U as in Other Pradesh, R as in Ramdev, Y as in Yamuna, A as in Anti-Indian, and finally, and as in negligent and uninformed stereotypes that perpetuate and falsely justify oppression of other communities. Followed by .org for more info. I love how targeted that is. But anyway, also visit our socials, which is at one Syrian on Instagram. And yeah, it's just a great place. We post a lot on there on current issues, on past issues, just anything we feel like covering. So yeah, um, if you guys are interested, you guys should go follow it. It's pretty informative. And yeah, the artwork on there is also amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, the ad break just finished. Uh, so I have a friend. Uh, he, he lives in the Midwest. Uh, and he went to the mall. He was just looking around, uh, looking for clothes. And he was going to buy some food there. Uh, so when he was doing that, uh, he got chased and yelled at by a group of young African-Americans. And they kept complaining that um, he was stealing jobs. And they just kept talking smack about him. And they were being really racist. And that's not his fault, really. But it just goes to show that other races view Indians in a bad way. Yeah, because the those group of people, they were thinking that because he's Indian, he went with his dad, of course, to the mall and... Yeah, they were just yelling at him and his dad because they're Indian and most of the people from India come to the U.S. in search of jobs. And they, according to these men, are stealing those jobs from these people, which is not at all correct.
Mm-hmm. Like going back on what you said, a lot of Indians come to the U.S. for a job. They come for an H-1 visa. And you know what has happened over the past pandemic with a bunch of H-1 visas being canceled. I know like eight or nine families that have personally been affected and um, either to move to Canada or back to India because their H-1 visa expired and now they can't legally work here. And that's just really sad because Indians, they don't come thinking that they're going to take someone else's job. They come thinking that they're going to get a job that they're going to be in for the next 20, 30 years. And they're just going to ride it out, make as much money as they can to like help their family and all that. But yeah, you can't call us job stealer if the majority of people applying for the job are Indian. Because if anything, we're just stealing from ourselves. Indians are stealing from other Indians in the fields that we want to go to. Like, okay, I'm not saying there's not white doctors or anywhere, but if you look at just uh, the split of how many white doctors there are, how many Indian doctors there are, how many black doctors there are, there are going to be a lot more Indian doctors because Indian doctors and just Indian people in general come to America for jobs. So they come with a plan in mind that they're going to get a certain job that they want and they try to acquire it. May it be through means like pressure from their society and their family and all that, or may it just be personal pressure that they want to be a doctor. So they studied hard to be a doctor. Anyway, they're still coming to the U.S. for a job. They're coming to the U.S. to be a doctor. So they're not thinking, oh, hey, let's get that guy fired and then we'll take his job. That's what a job stealer is. What we're doing or what Indians are doing, they're coming to the U.S. looking for a certain job and then they don't take it from anyone. They apply for it and if they get it, they get it. If they don't get it, they try to apply somewhere else. But it's just sad to think that a lot of people think of Indians as job stealers when we're not technically stealing anyone's job. We're just applying for it and not to brag, but I think... The people that get hired are usually the most qualified or like just the better overall, right? So if Indians are getting hired more, that should say something that Indians not think that we're better qualified, but that we try to be better qualified. We try to study more so we can get that job. Yeah, and a lot of people say it's normal and that we should be grateful. Uh, For a lot of our parents, they were okay with trading racism and stereotypes for quote-unquote success and a lot of us were born here and lived here our whole lives and i think that equality needs to be given uh we live on the same soil as you guys and yeah i feel like equality really needs to be given yeah and a major reason why south asians are successful is because immigration laws favor educated and well-off people which is why once daisies come here they're still educated and well-off so Oh yeah, when they come here on a visa or something like that, they are not stealing jobs just like Akash said, and they're just striving their best to try and reach that job and try to reach that dream of coming to the U.S. and being successful. So how do you guys think we could stop these stereotypes? Um, Just to stop it, like recognize that not all Indians are doctors or engineers or computer scientists. They are people too, so they have interests. So, like, give an Indian a film or give him the lead in a... Uh, one way to stop it would be to give an Indian a lead in a film, which I know people are doing, but it's not as real as it could be. Like, you, you'll see the white guy everywhere. He might not be the smartest, but he has survival skills and he can go do things that you wouldn't stereotypically think an Indian could do. But Indians can do those th- things. So, like, give an Indian a lead in a film or give him a movie to make. And just give him opportunities that you would give anyone. Maybe white, maybe black, maybe Hispanic, whatever. 
give him the same opportunities as you would give anyone else, no matter based on race. Yeah, and also, uh, we have to create awareness, just like you said, through films, movies, things that people connect with and uh, use as a form of entertainment, but also through the government. The government should be uh, doing more to spread awareness about this thing. And not only in India, in other countries, and yeah, in general, we have to do all these things to combat it. Nithalyn, do you have anything to add to it? Uh, no, not really. I think whatever you guys just said uh, perfectly summarized that up, really. Yeah, and another major part of the myth is that it's used a lot by Republicans to argue that African Americans can rise up in the academic and financial ladder if they just try as much as the Asians. This cuts off funding and kills the idea of reparations, and it's used a lot to try to hide years and years of slavery and oppression. Yeah, that's a that's a that's not good, and it's a really big problem because if Black Americans wanted to get out of this situation, why wouldn't they have already done it? And saying that they're just not trying is even more racist because I bet they are trying. It's just the problem is it's not. It's not them studying, it's just their financial situation, which is holding them back, really. Yeah, because they're undermined in society, and there's a great social division. It was more prevalent in the past, of course, but there still are remnants of that. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you go to any, let's just say, slum area, right? You expect that the areas that are, like, more run down, not as posh, would be lived in by black people. And using that, they're able to cut their funding because they think, oh, they don't need it. Let's try to give it to a place that's uh, like trying their hardest. Like the way the school district works is how many people attend your school district plus like uh, standardized test scores. And if a black person has to choose between going to school or working to make money just to be able to eat food, they're going to choose making money, right? And that's going to lead to less people going to their school which leads to lower funding for that school, which then in turn leads for more kids having to actually go and work for food instead of being able to eat at school and learn at school, learn the sexual life skills that they need or whatever. And because of that, Republicans and I just like anyone really, anyone trying to deface another race will use that cycle thing. Oh, why aren't they out of this? If they just try hard enough, they can be out of this ac- um, academic and financial ladder. But no, they can't, because if you don't give them the proper funding that they need to actually get out of the financial ladder, you're just going to keep d- digging their grave for them, and you're going to keep pushing them more down. And eventually, I don't know what they're trying to say with this, but it's just trying to say that Black Americans aren't trying enough to get out. Black Americans, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're not doing anything that would help themselves, which they are. They are. You can't say that they're not doing anything to help themselves. They're trying their hardest. But when you give them a situation where it's like either you can go to school, but you'll be hungry, or you can go and work and you'll eat, and you can have money for like breakfast and dinner too, I would personally choose work just so I can eat and live and then, you know, worry about education later. But then you do that because you'll say that, oh, I'll worry about education later, but you'll keep working and you keep working and you'll find a job that doesn't need as much education as you think it does. And then you'll just keep working in that job until you're able to afford education, like college and stuff. And again, like another thing to the black American financial community is where if you don't give them the proper funding that they need to go to college, if you don't give them the same college like saving rights as you do anyone else that has enough money to do so, 
then they're not going to be able to go to college. And if they're not able to go to college, they can't get a higher enough job that will be able to help other people fund for their college. And that's just how you how politicians keep digging the digging the black American community grave where you know you stay down there. We're not going to give you any money to help you, but you have to try to get out of yourself, which just doesn't make sense to me personally. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. And remember, positive stereotypes aren't as hurtful as negative ones, like the negative ones for the black community. And South Asians should really use their advantage to support movements like Black Lives Matter. Uh, yeah. So we're really we should be grateful for the our stereotype being positive, unlike some of the other communities in society that are negative negatively reflected mm -hmm. and i am because you know when i go to school i may be bullied for being a nerd but people won't be scared of me that i'm going to steal from them or that i'm going to break into their house or that i'm just going to be a bad person overall take drugs take like alcohol and all that and that is a good stereotype because that just shows that i want to persevere and even though i might be you know bullied for being a nerd that's not gonna last forever but like as the black community has where they're all thugs and they're all robbers and all that or the white community where oh they just drink alcohol all day and cigarettes they don't really work as hard as other races do that's gonna stick with them for the rest of their life and even though i may be bullied now and then for being a nerd 20 years down the line I'm not going to be constantly hearing that people have to live in fear from me because I'm a robber or because I drink too much, you know? And yeah, I'm just really happy that the straw I pulled was a more positive stereotype. Was a more positive stereotype, even though our negative stereotype, we are thought to have one of the best stereotypes, which isn't even good because we shouldn't have stereotypes at all. But yeah, I'm just really happy that the one I got was the one that is viewed positively by most people. Yeah, so that will conclude today's podcast. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that is the end of the podcast. Again, you guys can go visit our socials, which is at one Surian, and our website, which is Surian.org. And yeah, uh, give us ideas on what you want to see next and all that stuff. But yeah, just have a great day, and we hope to see you next time. Peace.